0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind.
1: Ms. Mohammed, can you give us your full name and what you do here at Actonville Primary School?
0: Shazia Mohammed, teacher, grade 5 maths, sporting coach.
1: We understand that uh, this school is. Uh Probably one of the best examples of how a community can rally together and get a school working properly to inspire the youth Um, tell us a little bit more because we do hear that we remember that in the past the Prince of Monaco came here Um, the KNVB have been here before Um, what makes the school so special what has happened here before
0: Uh, Our school is basically a community-based school. We had a wellness program here. We're more involved with the community. Most of our learners are from the community here. We um, see more to community learners the way I would see it. Most of the learners that come from the poorer backgrounds are at the school. So I think it's more educating ourselves for their purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have learners that are from mostly foster homes. I don't know if you've maybe heard about the learner that was... um, that slept here on weekends, that stayed here during school holidays, and he had nowhere to sleep and he found the school as a comfort zone, a home. So to the community, Actonville Primary is a home it's not just a school we're here for the learners mostly and with KNVB offering us this it's more to empower our learners to get them to a better status in life
1: and what's happened here in the past um, we it was, was the light center that the Prince of Monaco came and opened what was that
0: uh, that was correct yeah that was about I think two three years ago where they were sponsored with um, Solar lighting system, mm-hmm. and we 're the first school in the community to have this we 're actually the first place in this um community to have something like this. We got it sponsored more for the community and it 's being used at the moment for the community where they come and they practice soccer and everything it 's there at no charge that 's the most mm-hmm. important thing we 're doing it as a community so it 's more um, i think it 's something for a skill for the learners to learn and we're still thankful to Phillips for bringing the Prince of Monaco for something like this to our community as you can see from where we're standing it's um, actually being developed still we've put nets we get sponsors in everything around our school is worked is based on sponsorship because we cannot afford much
1: Mm. okay thank you thank you Shazia. Uh, Johan Tell us about how this, what's happening here today, fits into the larger program rolling out of uh, coaching education that's uh, in partnership with the Nelson Mandela Foundation.
2: Yep. Well, you uh, you already heard from Sasha uh, on on uh, uh, on the school. It's a community school. Uh, yeah, you, you you hear about children coming from uh, from foster uh, homes and. Uh, well, our, our vision with uh, with football, with the World Coaches Programme, uh, in the in the Mandela 100 Year, with with the Nelson Mandela Foundation, is that we want to reach out as much as possible to the community coach, mm-hmm. and uh, help the community coach to develop uh, skills as a as a coach uh, better become a better coach not just on the field but also off the field for the guidance uh, of these children in these communities and i think this is a a perfect example uh, this uh, this school um uh, i'm not 100 percent sure i think this is the first this is the first time that we are here in in benoni um and, and that came from um, the partnership that we uh, have since 2013 uh, with, uh, with Philips when we installed in Africa around a hundred of these light centers that they also have uh, here and um, the Dutch Football Association and Philips we uh, agreed uh, in a in a joint CSR program uh, that uh, wherever Philips would uh, put down uh, a community light center that we would take care of educating the coaches there Um, so far we have not been able to come to Benoni and uh, The person who was uh, working for Philips in, in those days uh, Mohammed, uh, he uh, constantly asks us, "When are you coming? When are you coming?" And uh, this is the Mandela year, and if we don't do it now, uh, well, it would be a crying shame in my opinion. <laughs> yes, so you're here eventually. We, we are here, and uh, the the coaches are enthusiastic. Uh, we have about twenty three uh, in the classroom at the moment. They are listening to uh, the Dutch instructor explaining uh, on, on Dutch football. And in a couple of minutes, they will be going on the field uh, for the first practice. And then uh, this afternoon, we do another uh, classroom session with them. And then in the afternoon, uh, children will come uh, so that the coaches can also practice what they've uh, learned throughout the day. Exactly.
1: So the coaches um, are then drawn not only from the school, as in teachers from the school, they're also just coaches in general from the community yep. of Actonville. Yep. And the point is that then what, what they learn, they then go and plow back into their either their local football associations or, we, or the schools where they're
2: working. Exactly. We, we even have uh, coaches uh, uh, who heard about it that uh, were coming from Nelsprout and uh, coming from uh, Durban uh, last night. Uh, it's the first time that we are in a community like this, and uh, for us it's uh, exciting, but uh, also for uh, for the coaches in the in the in the class. Mm. I
1: think w- what you guys have been able to do here, as the KNVB in partnership with the Nelson Mandela Foundation and of course with SAFA um, in in educating the coaches. Of course, you are in a program to train a hundred coaches, get them their D licenses in the Mandela Centenary Year. Is that you've created a lot of excitement? I I, I find a lot of uh, people saying how can i get into this program i'd love to to do my D license under Johan jeskins um is there a possibility that it could happen again as part of the the the, the world
2: coaches program yeah, in south well, africa uh, f- for us uh, we are uh, the, the world coaches program is already active in south africa for 10 years uh, this one is a special one for uh, the Mandela 100 year uh, and and the program 100 coaches for Mandela 100 Uh, next year uh, our program uh, exists for 10 years so we are looking at possibilities to celebrate that uh, as well because it it started here in south africa for us building up to the world cup and uh, with with a program of um, uh, i think 2800 that we that we have at the end of the year sure yeah uh, we we are obviously looking at partners who can help us uh, to, to see if we can reach like 3,000 coaches within 10 years of world coaches in South Africa and that would be the challenge for next year and that's what we're working on and uh, with coaches like Johan Ayskens who's standing here uh, next to us uh, they always want to come and uh, teach the community coaches in this country yeah, and thank you so much for
1: talking to us uh, keep up the excellent work and all the best with uh What's happening today and in
2: Cape Town for uh, this week. And and Kimberley after Cape Town. Oh, so it's a busy two weeks. (laughs) Busy two weeks, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're here again. You've been here um, uh, countless times before. Of course, you've been a head coach in the PSL, um, but you're doing, I think, what is possibly your passion um, educating coaches um, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're teaching these coaches in this classroom here today a little bit different because it's just a one-day session and not uh, the, the week session that you usually do
3: no we want to show the coaches uh, first we want to know what is their knowledge do they working with uh, uh, community kids who are playing here um, uh, so for us it is important if a coach is uh, coaching and practicing with uh, children that have, he has to have the knowledge because that is very important in all the different age groups you have to different to practice with them the different way that always depends on the age what they can is more the technique coming out when they are a little bit growing up then then also the intelligent comes and then also the, the the communication so that are things that we try and to show them how we work in Holland with the different age groups and why we doing that and that is what we try to learn them today to show them later on they have to go on the field by themselves and they have to do the exercising what we say what's going to be done and then in the afternoon be coming back to that what they have done and they can have questions and then we explain why and how and then in the afternoon there is coming an, uh, a group of 18 youth players of 13 years old mm-hmm. and then they have to do the coaching what they did themselves this morning and then we show how they are doing how they are doing the thing as a coach do they use the the exact amount of players do they reduce or make the field bigger when it is necessary so that are things that they have to learn and we hope to to show them that uh, today.
1: You know it fascinates me because um, you often hear people saying that there's nothing you can teach someone in a day if you have to become a coach, you need to study for years and years. And, and um, so is there anything they can grasp in a day? I'm, I'm, I'm amazed to learn that when they leave today, they will know something that they can use when they work with the kids. Yes. So you can teach someone something in a day. Yes,
3: because uh, we ask already, uh, are you working with kids? Some of them, they say, yeah, I'm working with six years old. Okay, what, what kind of difficulty you think you have? and what you want to uh, make a solution for that. that, And that we're gonna show them also inside, but also on the field. Mm-hmm. Then there is also coaches who have the under nine, the under 13. You know, So then they can see why we working this way with the under 6 till under 8. Mm-hmm. Then they see how we work from the 8 till the under 10. Mm-hmm. And then from the 10 till the 12. Mm-hmm. And all these coaches are working also with these age groups. Mm-hmm. So then they can see the difference. And we give them some points that is very important when you start. But you gave also a lot of repetition. And as you say, you're right. Uh, to be a good coach, you have to invest in yourself. And it takes not one day or one year, no. Before I got my professional license, it took me eight and a half years to get it. So it is also by doing and that you're learning, not only the kids, but also yourself. And you have always found solutions for yourself, how you can make it more difficult in, in an, uh, an, an exercise and how you can make it m- more easier. And that is what we try to show them today. And a couple of things, yes, they can remember. Normally it would be better if they would be there a whole week and then you can see the progression from day one till day five. But that is not the case. But at least we can give them some instruments that they can use when they start uh,
1: training again. We're talking to uh, World Cup finalist uh, Johan Jaskins, coach accomplished coach of course uh, in South Africa, famous for having coached Mamalodi Sundowns, but I think more loved around the world for the work he's done in coaching education, especially when we say how do you coach a child of 5 or 6 years, how do you coach a child of 8 or 9 years, how do you coach a child of 12 or 13 years Um, knowing that you have to use different methods for the children of different ages. Do you give the coaches any reading material for them to take away because oftentimes I've attended coaching courses and one of the main complaints of the instructors to the coaches there is that you guys aren't reading enough. You need to always learn and read. Do you give them any reading material? Yeah.
3: In every course they get get a manual. There are the things in. And uh, all the things that we discuss, for example, uh, in the whole week, let's say next week in Cape Town, there it is uh, from day one what we do in the theory. But also on the field, that is all in the book. So they can always come back to the book. And what we have discussed and what we have done on the field, that is all in the book. So that is an instrument that you always can use. And then you experience, you can, the more you keep practicing and coaching, the more you learn. And don't think that you don't have to learn anymore, because football is changing every period. So, you have to stay up to date what what is the difference because the football maybe ten years ago, and now is already a huge difference, mm-hmm. so no, they got the materials they have the
1: manuals, and uh, that is a tool what they always can use mm-hmm. lastly, coach, is there a difference? I remember last time I interviewed you 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 spoke about the fact that every child deserves to have a good coach, and that um Before you can coach a child, you're also coaching a human being. The social aspect is also important. So is there a difference when you are coaching kids from different backgrounds, let's say a child from a difficult home? coming from a difficult emotional situation um, has some emotional problems do you tackle that differently to shall i say in inverted commas normal well-balanced children is there a a different way of working with different children depending on how they are emotionally and mentally
3: yeah but that is very important as a coach because you are more than a coach you are also a father for them, uh, and if you work in a community, you don't have to deal only with uh, all the same people. There are also maybe from different countries, from different backgrounds, from different religion, and you have to observe very well if a boy or a girl in the group is is uh, doing different things. You have to find out why, why, what is the situation at home. Is he going to school? How is he uh, behaving in school? Is there some difference? And then you have to find out what is the problem with the boy or with the girl. And then it is your job to find solutions. If you can handle yourself, you try. But if the the problem is bigger, then you have to, to go to social institutes and try to contact these people and tell them what you are observing and notified and then you leave it in the hands of other people. So for that, uh, uh, to be a world coach and, and work in a community, sometimes it's even more difficult than a coach who is a professional coach mm. by a team where everything is arranged mm. now. So then you are only the coach of your team and you talk with the highest people in the club. But if you work in the community as a world coach and you want, yeah, then you have to deal with much more problems. And that you have to tackle, Mm. and that is important. Why we also say the the life skill program is very important, also in this uh, in this program.
1: Johann Jeskins, thank you so much for talking to us. All the best here today in Actonville, and then in Cape Town and Kimberley after that. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my brother, your full name again, Gaza. Gaza Chitra. Are you a teacher? Are you a coach? I'm a coach here. I run a soccer
4: team named Stoke City here in Mm Actonville. We run it based here in Actonville Primary School. This is because we use this as a training ground net for us. How, what are the age groups
1: of the kids that you work with at Stoke City?
4: I I have uh, under 10s, under 13s, under under 10s, under 12s, under 13s, uh, under 15 and 17. The under 17 is not from the school. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of uh, under 15 players from the school and then the rest also from the school itself. The reason for that is mainly to keep the kids of the the streets, you know, from the drugs, the alcohol abuse, and most of the children here got, not just besides that is a problem, they come from abused homes and all that stuff. So I opened it up, like, uh, not as a club itself but more as a community project mm-hmm. so that if you want to play soccer and it's going to help you you're welcome you. here mm-hmm. that's what I do so we and the reason we have it in the school because it's a closed environment and I, they're under my eyes basically so they're not going out and catching up to nonsense when they're here, they year, they safe foot me for it two three hours or four hours So parents know where to find them and the main thing like I said is to keep them away from the drugs and like, especially here in this place in Action because I grew up here mm-hmm. my soccer career got messed up because of soccer of the drugs the alcohol and whatever so now i just want to give back into the community mainly you know to Mm -hmm. develop the children and to give them a future in other words
1: yeah i hear what you're saying i mean it's 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 noble and this is just what i was talking to johan yeskins about asking about um the challenges that a coach faces when you're working with kids especially those from difficult backgrounds Mm -hmm. um how are you able to overcome that because there are lots of people in your position working in different uh, places townships rural areas around south africa that are all saying the same thing hey our kids are into the drugs they're 13 14 they're already drinking and when I try to get them into a football team, it's not working. How have you been able to keep the, the whole thing going?
4: You see,
1: mainly it's not just getting them
4: into the soccer team. You have to understand kids nowadays. And, you know, when you open things to them, wherever they see there's some excitement, basically. And that's where they get drawn to. And now with kids, they get drawn mainly to, at, at the young age, between, let's say they're under, from under 13 downwards. That's where you can still control them because then they're still in school, they still have some discipline. You can you it's easier to talk to them. Once they get over thirteen is where they start joining the gangs, where they start joining the the, the excitement that is more of the world when I talk of the world stuff is it things like the alcohol, they think if I don't do alcohol then I can't rank with these people or if I can't do drugs, I can't rank with those friends so they get drawn into that part of the community, but now when you bring, like with sport for example soccer, um, specifically is it when you bring in tournaments when you bring in excitement into the game, where they're now saying hey, you know what, I'm from Actonville but I'm not getting involved in anything else but see, this tournament is happening I wish I could be playing there, and I tell them, come them. you don't have to wish, make it a uh, just come in, and, and you can get into the team. So I draw them with some type of excitement into the game itself, and just sending them out away from the things. in you know, I So, but we have to try to also match up the excitements of the things of the. Uh, what's drawing them away from sport? What's drawing them away from school? So if you don't keep up with it, how can I say it? Um, more of the
1: the. All the, all the pressures that are happening yes, out there in the world. Yes. You need you to need match to, them. Otherwise, you lose the kids. You lose the kids, especially when you get over the age of 13. And over the age of 13
4: is where, where now their minds are running wild. They want to do things, you know. Mm. But if you get them and say, and you, and you also have to encourage them. Mainly is that when you encourage a kid and tell him, even if you can't play soccer, no, you can play. Let come, we can help you develop. You can do this, you can do that. That's what draw them. And when they start drawing that, then they get their friends to come and see what's happening. That's why we're here in Aten World primary school and good thing like I came into Actonville well I'm from Actonville but I stay outside of Actonville now but the reason I'm giving back to the community is like I said this community got the sport got wasted or was taken out of Actonville mm-hmm. because of all the abuse and everything that's happening so in in the school like I said you're in a close environment you have the people your parents know okay my kids are safe especially if they're under 13 because they want to know what are kidnapping and all this child Nonsense that's happening in you know, here. Yeah. So they want to know, okay, if you are going to the school, is it close, is it safe, is there people they can trust there? Eh? And every person here in Eggdenwell basically knows me. Okay, I'm going to coach Casa's team. Okay, no problem. We know coaching, we know it's sorted mm-hmm. out. It's, so so are you here every day? Basically almost every day. Mm-hmm. Because during the day I'm I help the school out. Uh, where I coach the teams of the school school soccer teams where I started to develop them so during the day from about 9 in the morning to about 2 when they close I'm with the school kids and then in the afternoons from after 2 when the school goes out I have my soccer teams which is Stoke City and the reason we do that in the school because the the school is actually helping me and I'm helping the school because many of your players for your team are from the school most of my players come from, from the school. Uh, I, I'd say about uh, at least 70% comes from the school. The rest of it comes from Wadwell, which is our neighbouring town uh, right next to us. And then they come from all over the rest of, at some players, I come from Leedsville, from outside here, they walk to come here. Sure. And Leedsville is quite far, I'm sure you know as Leedsville. But those guys walk just to come because they're so excited to be in, in the sport, mm-hmm. mainly soccer, because they want to develop, they want to go up. At that age, once you lose them at 15, it's so difficult to get into their minds and to draw them
1: again. Lastly Coach Kaza, what are you hoping to learn today or in in the few hours since you started with uh, the World Coaches and Johan Yeskins, what are you hoping to learn that you can use when you work with uh, your children? Uh, hope mainly is the knowledge from them because I have mostly experience that's
4: the knowledge I have with experience because of playing and with the community itself and now with them seeing that we have professional coaches coming especially like this giving us the knowledge on really how tactical advice uh, you know how to move around with a ball what to do with a ball and it's just not only that the community needs some professional stuff in uh, professional coaching in LS. and especially with the kids if they have that co- professional coaching in them they can go far now they know hey someone came here they're from overseas they taught us what to do now I can implement that now I can do this it actually picks the standard of soccer up it picks the, it picks the grade of the, the the student up or the child up and obviously now they're going to look forward because there's something happening for them mm-hmm. there's places they can go before there was nowhere they could get what what does what whole coaching experience here for us. Is, is opening doors for them, especially for the kids to look that there is a future for them instead of wasting their time on the corners
1: and the drugs and the alcohol and all. Exactly. Coach Gaza, thank you so much for talking to KFM. FM. Keep up the good work and uh, let's hope that uh, one day soon we have fewer players uh, from yes. Stoke City in the PSL. Bafana, Bafana. Amen. Banyana, banyana.
4: <laughs> it will work. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Kai. Keep well, my brother. Thank you. Thank you.
1: The home
0: straight. The home straight. Kaya FM
1: 95.9. Rewinding.
0: Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.